This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Welcome to Sunday Commentary, a weekly program designed to break open the Sunday Scripture readings. Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The Liturgical Scripture Readings for the First Sunday of Lent A reading from the book of Genesis. The Lord God formed man out of the clay of the ground and blew into his nostrils the breath of life. And so man became a living being. Then the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east and placed there the man whom he had formed. Out of the ground, the Lord God made various trees grow that were delightful to look at and good for food, with the tree of life in the middle of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now the serpent was the most cunning of all the animals that the Lord God had made. The serpent asked the woman, Did God really tell you not to eat of any of the trees in the garden? The woman answered the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden. It is only about the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden that God said, You shall not eat it or even touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, You certainly will not die. No, God knows well that the moment you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like gods who know what is good and what is evil. The woman saw that the tree was good for food, pleasing to the eyes and desirable for gaining wisdom. So she took some of the fruit and ate it, and she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized that they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made loincloths for themselves. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Responsorial Psalm Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. Have mercy on me, O God, in your goodness. In the greatness of your compassion, wipe out my offense. Thoroughly wash me from my guilt, and of my sin, cleanse me. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. For I acknowledge my offense, and my sin is before me always. Against you only have I sinned, and done what is evil in your sight. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. A clean heart create for me, O God, and a steadfast spirit renew within me. Cast me not out from your presence, and your Holy Spirit take not from me. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. Give me back the joy of your salvation, and a willing spirit sustain in me. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, through one man sin entered the world, and through sin death. And thus death came to all men, inasmuch as all sinned. For up to the time of the law, sin was in the world, though sin is not accounted when there is no law. But death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those who did not sin, after the pattern of the trespass of Adam, which is the type of the one who was to come. But the gift is not like the transgression, for if by the transgression of the one the many died, 
How much more did the grace of God and the gracious gift of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow for the many? And the gift is not like the result of the one who sinned. For after one sin, there was judgment that brought condemnation. But the gift after many transgressions brought acquittal. For if by the transgression of the one, death came to reign through that one, how much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of justification come to reign in life through the one Jesus Christ? In conclusion, just as though one transgression, condemnation came upon all, so through one righteous act, acquittal and life came to all. For just as through the disobedience of the one man, the many were made sinners, so through the obedience of the one, the many will be made righteous. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. At that time, Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. He fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards he was hungry. The tempter approached him and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become loaves of bread. He said in reply, It is written, One does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and made him stand on the parapet of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down. For it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and with their hands they will support you, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, Again it is written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Then the devil took him up on a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their magnificence, and he said to him, All these I shall give you if you will prostrate yourself and worship me. At this Jesus said to him, Get away, Satan. It is written, The Lord your God shall you worship, and him alone shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Carla, this Sunday we celebrate the first Sunday of Lent. And I just want to remind people again as they had the ashes on Ash Wednesday and, and kind of really to set the, the mental mindset of Lent. You know, Remind with those ashes, as you remember, really the church gives us these three teachings. One is that uh, the firm convinc- conviction that we are mortal beings and our bodies will become dust uh, when buried. Uh, it's a strong warning that we will be eternally punished if we do not repent of our sins and do penance. But really, it's a loving invitation to realize and acknowledge our sinful condition and really to return to a loving and forgiving God with true repentance, just like the prodigal son did. So it's really, again, this idea is meant to build us up, to go through this desert, to build us up, to become stronger Catholics and stronger Christians. So I really hope that for your everyone's Lenten journey to be able to follow that road to that prodigal son and be closer to Christ through this and how important that is. Well, talking about falls and sinning, Carla, we're going to talk in Genesis chapter two today about Adam and Eve and the first sin. And, you know, when it starts off here and how God blew into the nostrils, the breath of life. So man became a living being. 
you know, when God breathes, there is new life. Genesis 2, verse 7 here, you know, God created man, male and female. We also see in John 20, the second time he breathed, he breathed on the disciples, received the Holy Spirit. So we see God breathes life into, into, into what uh, he it touches and encounters. And so I want to really, I guess, convey the thought that this is a a story with truths in it, right? It conveys the truths about God and man. Now, consistent with Hebrew writing of its day, most scholars believe that this is a true story or a story that conveys truths, but it is told in a symbolic language. But we have this beautiful God-breathing life in a man. Everything's great in the garden. Things are awesome. And then all of a sudden, enter the serpent. <laughs> the word serpent is a translation of something that bites often with venom. Um, and the first thing the serpent does is he bypasses the natural order of the family. Really, Adam was there. He should have stepped into this conversation and said, hey, I am the physical and spiritual protector of this family. You need to deal with me as since I am the sentinel of this family. Uh, and of course, Adam doesn't do that, which is a problem in itself. But as he engages, as the serpent engages with Eve, he then starts to distort the truth. And that fruit becomes starting to look a little more tempting. And you see, of course, by the end of the conversation, Eve eats that fruit. And that fruit really is that sin of disobedience. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But the, and the, and the part that we sometimes forget is that before he sinned, Adam bought into the lie. The lie that Satan proposed to, to Adam was that God's law, you know, forbidding them to eat from the tree in the middle of the garden, was actually God's way of preventing them from enjoying themselves. And that God was trying to prevent adding Adam from becoming like God. And he also told him, go ahead and eat it. You're not going to die today. But through his sin, Adam brought death and into the world. And, and this is how Satan continues to work today. He uses half-truths to convince us to sin. He convinces us that the sin will bring us what we want, whether it is an increase in power, pleasure, or possessions. When Adam sinned, he was convinced that God was holding out on him, that God was keeping him from enjoying what should rightfully be his. This sin was egregious enough to bring about the fall of all mankind because it came forth from a place of evil in Adam's heart. In choosing to believe the lie, Adam banished God from his heart, and his sin was one of contempt. We've all sinned to one degree or another, and many of us have our own version of the Adam and Eve story. Many of us have committed mortal sins, and we've banished God from our hearts. But the good news is that God loves us more than we love ourselves. The story of Adam's fall from grace doesn't end in despair, and neither does ours. Even as God was imposing the sentence for Adam's sin, he also announced his plan for redemption. God said to the servant, "You, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. And he promised to send a savior. And he told Satan, he will strike at your head while you strike at his heel. It was that promise of redemption and hope of salvation that fueled the ancient prophets. And it's the same promise which continues to fuel the Christian faith today. Yeah, and that, that is such a beautiful message on that restory of that redemption and that we will rise with Christ again if we choose him. Uh, you know, 
really, when you think about that, that path from that disobedience to the path back to righteousness, I really see that is what Paul is doing in the story of uh, when he writes to the Romans in our second reading today, right? We have that original sin, our, our fallen human nature, and man was damaged by Adam's disobedience. But as you mentioned, we're rescued by Christ. And so really our journey is a path from that selfishness of original sin, ultimately to selflessness, where we've talked in the past week about be holy for I, the Lord, am holy. So Christ provides that path back to God if we just follow it. Now, we often stray, as you mentioned, <laughs> we've all sinned, but from this path, we need to get, you know, we, we can fall off the path, but we have to get back on the path and walk towards him because ultimately through obedience and, our, and submission to our father's will, Jesus and us can counter the disobedience and rebellion of Adam and we can restore our relationship with God the Father. And that's our whole journey from selfishness to selflessness. Well, in the gospel today, we certainly see selflessness on Christ's part. Of course, Christ is put to the test by Satan here. And as you mentioned, those three sins of pleasure, of power, of possessions, we see here where the temptation of pleasure Adam and Eve, they ate the fruit. <laughs> they failed the test. But Jesus did not command the stones to bread. The temptation of power, you're not going to die. Adam and Eve failed that test. But Christ said, do not put God to the test. The temptation of possessions, you will be like gods. But Christ said, you will worship God alone. Adam and Eve failed, but Christ passes the test and he gives us that path to, to our Lord. And as we enter into this season of Lent, we should remember to draw on the word of God for the grace to reject and overcome our own weaknesses and sin, and to pray for an increase in the virtue of hope that allows us to trust Jesus, relying not on our own strength, but on the grace of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I radio.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through moderndayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.